And welcome back. We are here at podcast number 29 of the Gordon and Cherise show. And I'm so excited to be back with you today, honey, on this special day where I just changed the title of this as we were about to launch. I know that irritates you, but I think this is a good title for the show. Well, I can say one thing about you. You do change a lot of things since our last podcast show last week. Hmm. You've changed a lot of things throughout the week. It just, it's nonstop. So this does not surprise me. It's fun to keep you on your toes, I think. Because if why why is that so fun? Because honey, you would just be an absolute boring lump if you didn't have me to stimulate all of the chaos around you so that you could make it nice and centered again. Does that mean I'm not going to be as beautiful as I should as a man? What? What? Because we're talking about men and women and their beauty and their attributes and. Don't I have that in me if I'm um, somewhat boring and routine? Oh, my God. Does that make you more beautiful? Is that what you're asking me? Well, you know, we'll just have to go on. We okay? need to. This is a whole side conversation that we'll deal with later. This is therapy. I don't think so. Okay. People don't. People are not tuning in for our therapy sessions. How's that? Right. They're t- they're tuning in for Live Beyond Your Circumstances. That's the name of the title okay. for this podcast. Oh, we just changed it again. That was sly. You just did that. Wow, you did that to me. I'm supposed to do that to you. Yeah. Okay, let's get going on okay. this. Well, we've talked about it. We've talked about being in the dark places of life. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to continue with this because that's a big part of the lifestyle with someone who's dealing with chronic pain. Right. Because if you have a physical injury, you're also going to have emotional depression and you're going to experience this you experience a lot of dark times in your life. And it's how do you become productive in those dark spaces? Because we've, for instance, we've all been discouraged when we've had recurring problems. Mm-hmm. When we try to take one step forward with our condition, and it seems like then we take two steps backwards. Right. It feels like we're going nowhere sometimes. So when those setbacks happen, I think we're all looking for this who are struggling with chronic pain. We're looking for a sense of freedom. Where's this freedom? How do I not just give in to the dark places of this life? Mm -hmm. How do I live beyond these circumstances? Well, and as we talked about in the last podcast, that darkness can be the stimulus if there's a seed there for life to grow, for something new to grow, for the fruits of the Holy Spirit to grow in the circumstance. But but it doesn't mean that, that that... new life, that new plant needs to stay in the darkness forever or it won't grow anymore. Right. right. So in actuality, those dark and those painful places mm-hmm. will always be part of the landscape, even in this while we're living in this world. Yeah. So we're going to have different seasons. So I think if people can start putting their eyes on this reality, I can't look at it as I'm going to evaluate my past and then how do I take a look at my future when I'm in this dark place of pain and I know you're going to quote Mark Batterson (laughs) I would like to just take this book and set it aside because this is this is not what our what our platform and our podcasts and our books are all about it's true though but our thoughts you mentioned this the thoughts of we, especially when we were in those those spaces, I think they increase 46% of the time per day. 
we think of either our past or our future. As in the book, Win the Day by Mark Batterson, he does, he does describe this and it really, um, it really puts some light into this topic for me. So, you know, as he says, we are literally only in half of our present. We're only living in the present half of the time. Right. So, and, and when it's when you're dealing with depression, I guarantee you that number is a lot higher where we're thinking about our future or regrets of our past or regrets about the future. And I bet that number goes sky high. It I, in, that's exactly right. It increases one's um, place of, of being stuck and talk about being in the darkness there's if if we're only in the past or we're accelerating too far of he- ahead there is there's no light in the middle of any circumstance right right and when you're in that dark place mm-hmm. and if you say i'm in a place of being stuck because i don't have a future and my past is regrettable you become more lonely Sure. Fear develops more. Mm-hmm. That emboldens your thoughts. It multiplies your thoughts, and, and it spirals out of out of normality of what's really involved with your present day lifestyle. So, part of the key is to cast away the future anxiety, right? And and as Paul says, forgetting what is behind, right? We can't rehab our past right we have to own it we have to look at it and 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 there's things that that maybe we do have to accept own repent of but the 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 real point is we have to be in the present and i have seen that operate in you so powerfully in your pain that if you're not present minded i just it's like it's like you're sucked away from me. Right. And and so you have a very optimistic mindset of present thinking that keeps you going in your pain. Well, my sense of freedom mm-hmm. when I'm in the present is this. I do not have to make any decisions out of desperation. This is key, folks, that you need to hear this. I do not make a decision out of desperation no matter let me just back up yes as you say that pain or suffering anxiety depression it's so easy to make a a decision based on a chaotic choice you become emotionally reactive yes okay you finally give into your feelings of all right i'll go ahead and go on a new experimental drug okay you know, I can't go to church anymore, or I can't visit friends anymore, or I'm going to be broke for the rest of my life, and my body is going to be broken. You start surrendering to that insufficiency, that aspect of life that's not life-giving from God. That's called, uh, it's called death. Yes. Like, I mean, if pain is in our life, it doesn't have to defeat us with a spirit of death that goes around everything else that, that encompasses our life. Right. So teach us how to make a decision then. Well, the very first thing is, A, I know, and and believe it or not, this is not easy. This is years and years and years of saying, I'm almost going to do the exact opposite of what I feel. Mm. Okay, and the truth of the matter is, 
God says, don't be anxious for anything. It wasn't an option. It was actually a command. Do not be afraid. Do not be anxious for anything. Mm. So to move in that, it's a training. It's a spiritual training. It's a discipline to say, no matter how desperate I feel and my stomach feels like it's in my throat Mm. and I actually feel more helpless because of pain, I would do this mentally. I'm not going to do this out of desperation. So when you start doing that, fear lessens. Mm -hmm. And the more that it lessens and it takes that grip off of your mindset and around your life, the more you start to experience the freedom and you realize, I'm not in a hurry. I love it. I'm going to make a good choice, but I'm eventually going to make a choice. I'm going to make a different decision. Mm -hmm. And when I'm in that dark place... Mm -hmm. We talked about it in the last podcast. That's a time of contemplation to say, you know what? I need to connect with God, the Holy Spirit, right now. That's right. Okay, that's what I'm dependent on. I have to depend on the comforter. I have to do that because mm-hmm. I know that there's going to be an onslaught of additional thoughts, additional circumstances that are going to try to pull me away and make me desperate. That is so key because I think that it's it's restoring the dignity that even in pain, you still have a choice. Right. Even in suffering, you have a choice on responding out of all the toxic things that are coming up or waiting on God and making a decision that is going to bring life even in a painful circumstance. Exactly. And I I think another point to add to this, when you get into that place, you get into that dark space and you understand that there's going to be a a landscape of different places in your life and some are painful and some bring peace. You don't want to move into this. Number one, I told you, don't be desperate. Mm -hmm. Number two, don't complain. Mm. There's quite an example of that in scripture, isn't there? Right. I mean, let's just take the wilderness walk Mm -hmm. of the Israelites. Mm -hmm. You know, you you deal with complaining and whining and protesting Mm -hmm. against the present day reality of receiving manna. Focusing your eyes on the present day, not just looking at your future or what you left behind, the lifestyle you left behind. So part of it is this, when you don't complain, then you learn how to accept your circumstances and how to embrace them. That's good because I can say that a key of my observation of you battling pain is you might get very, very quiet. Yes, I do. But I don't ever hear you just flat out complaining and complaining and complaining. And you don't bring that into our marriage. You don't bring a constant spirit of complaining around. There might be a complaint every once in a while. You're not, I mean, perfect. None of us are. I, I complain too. And, and I have to be mindful of that and surrender that. But the truth is, Gordon, being present minded and sometimes just being quiet and not complaining, it is a real key to overcoming. It is a huge mental key, and it's real. And I have to say, like as you mentioned the Israelites, 
and their focus was either what they left behind or what they were supposed to have but didn't have yet, they never entered into the rest of God. Right. They never entered into the promise. They spent 40 years wandering. And how long should that have actually taken, that exodus? I don't, I can't remember the time frame. Two and a half weeks. Yeah. Instead, it was for, it was a generation had to pass. And so it, even though they had fiery, painful trials, they still had a choice in that. So here's people in pain right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. This message isn't for everyone. If you've got a physical condition, that's obviously got you in a different place, but the same principles apply to everyone. Don't be desperate. Don't complain. Don't protest. Learn how to be thankful. Learn how to connect with the Holy Spirit. Right. Learn how to have a steadfast mm-hmm. or have a, re- a, a resolute mindset even when everything feels lost and taken away from you. I so love it. Okay? Yeah. That's what it's about. And, you know, suffering has a way of taking us also, you know, we mentioned into those dark places in our hearts. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we feel like, God, this is so unnecessary. What are we doing here, Lord? Right. I was already a good Christian. I was already going to church. Or I was a good person. Good or person. It, and, yeah. And, and I, or, you know, mm-hmm. if you're not a Christian, well, listen, I'm already a spiritual individ, individual. Mm-hmm. What am I doing mm-hmm. in this fiery furnace mm-hmm. of life? Okay. And God, I thought you were going to completely heal me. And this isn't happening. So I love what you read from one of your Bible studies from N.T. Wright, the New Testament scholar, who wrote that, you know, Jesus's signs and miracles were all about a new creation. Mm -hmm. Now think about it. Water into wine, healings, food for the hungry, sight for the blind, life for the dead. It was all about a new creation. In other words, Jesus didn't just come to save our souls and mend the spiritual realm. Jesus came to save the world, including the material world, as the launch of his public ministry, as he so dearly demonstrates. In other words, God takes a look at us and says, it does matter what your work is, even if if you're disabled. It Mm -hmm. does matter what the meaning behind your life is and Mm -hmm. what your purpose is, Mm -hmm. because basically our vocations and our purposes of life, we're mending his broken creation. And, And that is so good, Gordon. And sometimes there is that person who might be so vulnerable, so weak, so broken, their bodies are so broken that the only thing that they feel that maybe they can contribute into this world as a vocation is a prayer. Right. But guess what? Powerful. That prayer might be the most powerful contribution of anybody that anybody could make. Well, we know this personally. When I couldn't do anything, my job with the real estate brokerage was to pray. That's right. It was to be the priest of the business. Yep. So we looked at you as the king, and we looked at me as the priest. We're one and two. We're working together on something. Mm -hmm. And what did we see from the power of prayer during that time? You know, it it was crazy. I felt that, that you helped protect and guard and shape our business 
on a spiritual level so that I could do it on a physical level. Amen. So what you accomplished spiritually, I accomplished physically. Absolutely. And it worked in unison together. And that is the truth. That is the very foundation of what began a very successful real estate career out of a lot of suffering. And And the success of our real estate brokerage was out of faithfulness. Thought for the day to finish mm-hmm. the, today's podcast. What what thought do you have, Cherise? I um I think that that living beyond your circumstance for me, I've a lot of my own entitlement has been broken. Mm-hmm. A lot of what I thought the world should look like before pain hit me, emotional pain, mental pain, being a caregiver, the pain of the other side of pain. Um But the truth is, it's forged the character inside of me to help me persevere. So pain is not, when we ask for healing, God does heal us. But healing looks so different from a kingdom mindset than it does from ours. Yes, it does. So I trust him. I trust him. Okay. My parting thought for today is this. One of the meanings behind our suffering is to first embrace it with all of our heart. It's good. Because you're not just embracing pain, you're embracing the fact that there's an action. Pain is going to push you into the dependency on God and having that interlocking relationship with him through the Holy Spirit. And we know by faith this, we are being made new. Absolutely. And that is what we we call living beyond our circumstances. Amen. So thank you very much for today's podcast. Stay with us. And we have more to come in the upcoming weeks. We'll catch you next time. Thank you. Thank you.